Is this fallout from Hockey Canada, or are we starting to see the end of the NDA? I thought the story was interesting. I was reading about it. The Ford government introducing legislation that would ban the use of non-disclosure agreements in sexual misconduct cases among post-secondary uh, teachers or employees who are looking for work maybe at a different school. And non-disclosure agreements are, are controversial because basically they silence a victim in exchange for money and make the issue go away. Except the issue doesn't ever go away because the victim is left unable to speak while the abuser can go on to another job and move on with their life. And a lot of other countries have started to get rid of them. And now here we are with the Ford government changing rules in the universities and schools that if you are a professor at a university or college, you will now just be fired your um, penalty or your crime not hidden away. And so you think, well... Why stop there? Are they going to get rid of more of these and in other institutions in the public sector? Let's bring in Luke Serta, who is a senior associate over at Semfiro to Markin. Great to have you here. Thank you, Alex. Great to be here. All right. So they have been strengthening um, the Students Act at post-secondary uh, schools. And so once upon a time, I don't think they had really any kind of reporting system. But they have changed this within the schools. And so do you see this as like the first steps of getting rid of the NDAs? Well, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Absolutely. As you said, the NDAs have, have been a problem in, in sexual misconduct cases and have allowed, you know, issues to fester as we've seen through the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was looking at the legislation, though. It, this 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 is would have to be qualified as a first step and not definitely a final uh, a solution for this for this issue. Um, what I was noticing when I read the 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 NDA uh, provision is that it prevents anyone from this uh, from requiring people to be silent about a decision having been reached by an arbitrator or a judge or something like that uh, related to a sexual misconduct or a sexual abuse um, allegation. But generally, NDAs are entered into before there's a decision from a judge or an arbitrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right. So if if the uh, settlement is reached before there's a decision uh, under this new legislation, then there's nothing preventing uh, um, the, the parties from including an NDA in the settlement. So that's where we stand right now with that. Right. And just co- correct me or, or clarify for me, when you go into an agreement, like like let's use the Hockey Canada, that's probably the most um, high-profile case I can think of, is when you enter into an NDA to make a settlement, and the police are doing an outside investigation, if that ends up in a court, does that null and void the NDA that was initially uh, agreed to? Um, I don't think it would null and void it necessarily, but the the, the, the reality is, is that court decision, you know, it's not mm-hmm. bound by the NDA. So that court decision is public. All court decisions are public. And so that court decision exists independently of the settlement, right? So, uh, so, so that's what, how it would stand at that point. And as far as though the other trick with this thing would be, how would the unions handle this? I mean, there's a protection that they have to offer to those who are paying members uh, into their union, and if they get rid of the NDAs, which is, uh, I think the unions would be involved in in the negotiating side of this. What are the where do the unions stand on this? I mean, either they stand in the way of this, which would make them look like they're staying in the way of, of um, you know shielding uh, victims. 
Yeah, so I think yeah, the, the, the the decision has been kind of taken out of the hands of the union. So another part of this, this law is essentially stating once there's a finding of sexual abuse, uh, then the university or college is free to impose whichever discipline it thinks is fit, and no one can challenge that, not including an arbitrator or potentially a judge can change that. Uh, so a lot of times what, what what might happen in a unionized context is there is a finding of some sort of uh, misconduct, be it sexual or otherwise, but that misconduct doesn't necessarily rise to the level that the person can be terminated for cause. Uh, so that kind of analysis is now um, uh, prevented by the by the uh, by the, the legislation. Anything that uh, amounts to sexual abuse, as defined, uh, can lead to termination for cause, with no recourse uh, to an arbitrator or a judge to change or vary that uh, that punishment. So this is interesting then. If it starts with the professors, and I mean, schools themselves maybe um, have their own issues. I know that there have been investigations into, you know, school-based violence, sexual violence. Those kinds of things happen at schools. But if you're going to do this with the schools, then what would be stopping the Ford government from, let's say, expanding this, that any government or public service employee, and, and frankly, you know, I, I think, and correct me where I'm wrong, um, you know, I think inevitably we will see NDAs go away in time in the private sector. But if you're going to do it with the public sector teachers, why not do it as a carte blanche across the whole sector? Well, I think that's definitely, as you said, definitely a direction that we should be moving towards when it comes to sexual sexual abuse and sexual misconduct, for sure. Um, and I don't think there's anything preventing the government from from uh, from enacting this in, in other areas uh, of the public sector, and I, I think they should definitely consider that. Is this a surprise to you to see this, or are you just seeing this as, well, other countries are doing it, we are now just catching up? I, I see it as a, as a bit of a surprise. It, it does uh, kind of uh, go well into employee relations that are, that are uh, well-defined in the unionized context especially, and kind of, as I said, nips some uh, recourses in the bud. Um, so I, I do see it as a, a bit of a, of, a, of a surprise. At the same time, um, I think we've all realized that abusers have been able to continue to abuse uh, after they've been caught the first time uh, because of these NDAs and because right. of the inability to, uh, for victims or institutions to share the knowledge of what had previously happened. So that's that's definitely something that needs to be corrected for the protection of the public. So I, I think it's 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 definitely a step in the right direction. Well, given where we are in 2022, it's almost kind of uh, baffling to think that you could be a teacher, a person in a position of trust, and then just not make a little secret deal and then go on to teach at another school and uh, no one is the wiser. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we definitely want to prevent something like that from happening again. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep an eye on this. I think it's fascinating. Thanks for breaking it down. Appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. That is uh, Luke uh, Cerdo, who is a, an employment lawyer with our friends over at Simfiro to Markin. So uh, the first thing I thought was, hmm, this is interesting. Maybe it's going the way of the dodo bird. Uh, but certainly, if we'll see it expanded across the public uh, sector. So we will keep an eye on that one.